Hello and welcome back to Naturally Adventurous. This is Charlie. I'm currently traveling in southern India. I'm in a beautiful lodge called By the Riverside. And I'm here with a conservationist, a filmmaker. He's editor of Palachi Papyrus. Very interesting dude. I'm very excited to chat with him. Pravin Shammugandam. Did I get it right? Yes. <laughs> welcome to Naturally Adventurous. Thank you. So you're you're a partner in this place, but you also are the editor of the Palachi Papyrus. Yeah, uh, was a magazine. Now it's uh, online. It was a print magazine for uh-huh. about four and a half years, right? And then uh, right about around COVID, uh-huh. um, it became difficult to keep producing print magazines. Sure. Yeah, and also it was a time where people kind of lost interest in reading, and right. <laughs> the visual media was picking up. Right. So now we made everything. Online, so right. we make it into a online medium uh-huh. and are focusing more on producing short films, which okay. probably more or less does the job of what a print magazine does for a sure. specific story. Right. So we've transitioned into a print to online media now. Okay. And what's the main focus of uh, of this? Uh, the main focus is basically Anamalai Tiger Reserve. Geographically, uh-huh. if at all you were to put a focus to anything, but it is largely about conveying uh, the conservation message uh-huh. and uh, what the place is all about that's what we describe as the biocultural diversity uh-huh. uh, in a form of a storytelling way so we have so many contributors from uh-huh. the scientific community to travelers to local people uh, who come in uh, who experience the place with us through our itineraries we curate itineraries through our travel company uh-huh. something that you can't avail as a mainstream tourist visiting this place and uh, these people contribute share their stories or um, write articles about what their experiences are right or sometimes people like you from the scientific community uh-huh. we invite them to collaborate with us and create some content and then we put it out for the larger world uh-huh. uh, to read and watch and then probably plan uh, trip to our place and get to experience it firsthand. Right. So we believe responsible tourism as the main tool for conservation. Uh-huh. And uh, that's where we connect the right travel audience to this place and its native people. Right. Uh, in a sort of a seamless way where we curate itineraries. We don't have standard travel packages. Right. Because when we first came into this space of wanting to document our homeland, uh-huh. which I started seeing in a completely different way, once I started wearing the glasses of a traveler and not as a tourist <laughs> right you start rediscovering your own place in a different yeah. way suddenly the birds look different the people are not people they are craftsmen and artisans uh-huh. uh, the local people whom we see on a daily basis are aboriginal tribal people who had uh-huh. so much of conventional wisdom that is not documented or spoken about right and the birds go beyond crows and miners <laughs> so you start of rediscovering the whole thing we realized as youngsters that everything that we're seeing in front of our eyes is either being threatened or endangered or uh-huh. fast disappearing right in front of our eyes without nobody appreciating it. And when we were thinking of what to do about all this, because we're just writing and documenting and photographing and putting it out there on Instagram or Facebook, sure. yeah. just likes and comments, no real difference is being made. No. And that's when we said tourism and responsible tourism is the solution for all of this. Because suddenly, tribal person sitting in a remote corner of the forest uh, who has absolutely uh, no value to add to if he is not being employed either by the forest department or some of these people uh, are uh, research assistants in the field. Right. But what about those other people who don't have these job opportunities? Suddenly becomes part of a tourism circuit. He leads your tour. Uh-huh. He is a tour leader. He shares his interesting insights into the forest. It's something I'm convinced that none of us with uh, 
n number of phd's will be able to get because they walked <laughs> through the forest like since time immemorial yeah. and they started adding value to all our toys and they're part of the tourism value adding chain and it makes a difference in his life right. he's not vulnerable to hunting or poaching or other things and uh, he respects his wisdom is finally being found value to and so that's how the whole thing is yeah. if i have to sum up in a nutshell so take a just take a step back you mentioned the animal life so we're we're sort of on the on the plane here but we're looking up we've got this beautiful view looking up at these these mountains yeah and up there i guess is uh, the animalai tiger reserve is that right so, so where we are right now uh-huh. is in the buffer zone of the animalai tiger reserve okay. uh-huh. and uh, it is a 972 square kilometer tiger reserve uh-huh. which has five different ranges and each of these ranges have distinct habitats right. for example it uh, starts from uh, the riverine uh, scrub jungles which is the rain shadow region of this tiger reserve called uh-huh. chinar right uh, which is the udmalpet tirupur division now right. from chinar it comes to amravati from amravati it comes to uh, aliyar and valpara and all these areas which right. has got a mix of uh, dry moist deciduous valpara is more of a uh, bit uh, of a green forest rain forest patches. that's what i'll be going tomorrow yes so yeah maybe yeah. and uh, there's also uh, sholas and grasslands right but valpara is very interesting plateau in terms that it is largely disturbed uh, by coffee and tea plantations right but it is also one of these places where on all sides it is got protected forest it is like this very crucial uh, place for wildlife movement uh-huh. where you know elephants migrate and tigers y- you know what i've noticed that even if something's a tea plantation it can still have a lot of wildlife a lot it. of wildlife <laughs> a lot of wildlife so the place i was before uh, kotagiri um, i was birding in the in the tea plantations there i saw sloth bear there in a tea plantation and the place was full of i guess you call them gore they call they, they would often the call them they are people yeah. often call them bison, bison. it's not a bison it's not a bison it's like a big a huge like muscular yeah. buffalo yeah and they're just wandering around the tea plantation yes. i was absolutely shocked but yes uh, it still supports a, a large uh, uh, i mean i wouldn't say large it still supports some biodiversity but not yeah. as compared to coffee estates but what is interesting in valpara is uh-huh. now uh, these forest fragments that are being interspersed by tea estates uh-huh. um the private companies that own these places are now working on reforesting these areas with native trees yeah. so an elephant can walk from one point to another point without having to pass through labor settlements without having to get into conflicts because in all these places where you see you uh-huh. might see wildlife and they yeah. are there because it's surrounded by a protected forest area and that's the place that they've been using but the conflict in these areas are huge uh um, leopards attacking people yeah. sloth bears attacking people elephants are getting into uh contact with human beings because they use the same landscape so a lot of conservation work and awareness work is also happening and tourism definitely plays a big role in creating this awareness one of the things that's really struck me in southern india is how much people come in contact with with wildlife in these places you know there's there's like elephants wandering around everywhere and there's leopards in the tea plantations and there's just you know buffaloes wandering around it's really quite remarkable but we're um, discovering new ways to coexist with each other on yeah, a daily basis <laughs> it's and and coming in here i mean some around here there's quite a lot of electric fences and stuff to keep uh, elephants 
Yeah, I these are vertical fences. I mean, mm-hmm. the vertical hanging fences. Yeah. Before we used to have the horizontal ones. Right. Which the elephants found a way to enter into. <laughs> they would just break a big branch, throw against oh, the they fence. Oh, knock, knock it over or something. Because yeah. people yeah. also here didn't change the crop pattern. Because right. we have something really delicious food for what the elephants are looking for sure. inside our farmlands. Like jackfruits, mangoes. Ah. Even tender coconut. I mean, coconut trees, they just pull down, eat the tender part of front. Right. Yeah. At, the, at the top. So, uh, people here have now found a new way. So far, it has been yeah. elephant-proof, <laughs> but we'll wait for them to figure out another way to enter there. But I, I was seeing all these, like, tea plantation <laughs> workers just wandering around, carrying these, you know, huge bags of, 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 of tea on their heads. And, yes. and then in the same place, you know, he says, oh, yeah, another hour and the leopards will start yeah, wandering tigers around. Walking tigers walking through Tigers walking around tea estates. Yes. And um, it's really... A lot of places that I am familiar with, normally there's like a fenced national park and all the wildlife is inside and that people are outside. But in India, it's very much kind of uh, a lot of yeah. mi- mixing. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you, you have to find ways to coexist. Yeah. To, to, That's a way forward. Yeah. And we've yeah. proven it. Last two years for um, uh, the amount of work that has gone into uh, studying elephants and uh, uh, creating awareness with people, which uh-huh. the forest department and also uh, uh, NGO called uh, Nature Conservation Foundation, uh-huh. they did a long long term project uh, on Project Elephant. Uh, so, last two years have been not a single human death really uh, in a decade. Wow! So That's the elephant uh, migration happens uh, predominantly from October last till February, uh-huh. where there are. More than uh, 100 elephants using that plateau, uh, which they've been doing for ages, migration. And that's when people are informed of where elephants are uh-huh. uh, lifetime. And the very simple act of informing people where elephants are in that plateau, where they're moving, avoids conflict. Right. Sometimes we look at conflict uh, uh, situations as a rocket science on how to make people coexist. So their right. long-term studies came up with ways where there is an elephant in a particular field, a live automatic uh, SMS flash goes to each and every person saying that their elephants are in this really? particular there's field. Really? that kind of... Uh, yeah, they recently, that system really? got awarded the Green uh, Oscar, the Whitley Award. Wow. So, David Adenbrook yeah. himself gave to the leading scientists in Valparai. Yeah. And uh, there are um, early, early warning alarm systems which uh-huh. get activated immediately. Right. Which kind of emanates a red light. Yeah, yeah. In nighttime especially, because they found out the conflict situations happen when people get down from bus, walk back home. Ah, or when they're walking in the night from one place sure. to another. Yeah. They don't know the presence of elephants and they get right. killed. And the simple act of letting people know that there are elephants they around. Just, they can just avoid them. Yeah. They completely avoid it and yeah. just informa- using information in a wise way. Yeah. And uh, elephants are not after human beings, like unlike how no. media paints them, yeah. you know, like leopards. All of this conflict happens because of lack of awareness. Right. Uh, and that's why I always tell it is always a migrant labor or a local tourist or people who have no clue of what these forests so are. So I guess the local people who've, who've had the experience with them, they know you know how close they can get and, and what they should do to avoid. That's the difference that I yeah. wanted to make through our films also right. that I've been telling that we've been making, trying to make a few conservation films yeah. in forms of storytelling. The distinction we make is from a migrant worker uh-huh. who comes to work in a place like Valparai. Yeah. Uh, and a native tribal person. Yeah. The native tribes people that I know walk in the middle of the jungle at you know pitch darkness with just a small flashlight. Right. They don't get killed by an elephant or a leopard or a tiger. <laughs> Whereas if it is a migrant worker who's coming from a different landscape yeah. in search of job, 
who lives in valparai it doesn't matter 10 years or 15 years he still yeah. doesn't have that same conventional wisdom that the native indigenous people possess yeah yeah so for them you have to keep educating right we we noticed there's a lot of kind of main roads that go through a lot of tiger reserves so we we kind of drove through them and then it says you know you mustn't get out of your car and stuff like that but people are doing it i think there's like you can be fined and stuff like that but my our driver often is often stopping and shouting i don't know what he's <laughs> shouting you know he's shouting in tamil out the window but i think he, i asked him and he said oh he's he's telling them that they can get a fine and they you know it should be dangerous but these are you know people that don't really no they may be like city people kind of driving through they've got no uh, yes. yeah so most of the times you putting yourself in danger you get mm-hmm. excited and especially with everyone having a cell phone everybody wants to grab a video yeah so uh, there are sensible people like your driver yeah. because he's got the experience of uh, uh, you know driving through the forest it always yeah. happens with people who predominantly are from the city yeah. who don't know the dangers forget about elephants or leopards or tigers you can't uh-huh. even approach a uh sambadier or a gor for that instance right. uh-huh. so close don't yeah. just don't get out of your car yeah. uh and uh, if you want to get out of your car and walk sign up for treks right yeah where there is somebody that yeah, that knows don't yeah. do that in middle of a jungle without mm-hmm. any supervision or guidance but but every lodge that i've been to i've been told if you go for a walk we'll send someone we'll send a local yes. person that knows yes. uh, knows the score you know yes. yeah and it's always it's never about uh, bravado with wildlife yeah, so many yeah. people i know just approach wildlife close just for the sake of um, sometimes photographers for the sake of a, i mean for the sake of a better picture yeah and sometimes exactly. people to show off yeah saying that i'm going and approaching an elephant close by or sometimes for the rush of it yeah. just going and trying to yeah. instigate an animal you, and you know there's something that i <laughs> that that i've noticed is that when people are taking a picture with their phone they have no fear they lose their fear because all you're looking at is a picture on here exactly and we we were we were on a on a safari in in bandipur recently and the driver i think he got too close to this elephant it was it, it looked very agitated it was kind of pawing the ground like that and kind of trumpeting and he went very close and we were like in the and the closest corner and my son was like the closest person in the whole vehicle and he's like like <laughs> leaning away from there and and i i just have my phone like that i'm like i'm, I'm trying to get a a video for stupidity you know, of the highest you never do that yeah. with any animal like, no. i mean why would you I mean when you can and i always say that's not the best way for you to experience wildlife no, also yeah. just observe an ele- elephant doing its own thing in its natural habitat yeah. is much more uh, pleasing and uh, you can cherish yeah. that moment like if you let them be uh-huh. the sighting could last for more than half an hour yeah. you let them get used to your presence don't talk loud just respect the animal and give yeah. it that give uh, it some distance. comfortable space yeah. Yeah. and then it will dust bathe in front of you mm-hmm. if there is a herd there'll be interactions happening yeah. you will see the mom trying to be protective of the calf and yeah. after a particular point the calf starts playing around they become comfortable they sense yeah. your presence and i've always told people give elephants a space you love some of the best behavioral they're fascinating they're super fascinating. fascinating to watch yes yeah, yeah. No, and i know why people yeah. have to approach them close and spoil the whole scene yeah no <laughs> it's just a uh, uh, one thing that i want to ask you about as well is you mentioned to me that you you've been you've taken a lot of people into the reserve you've shown a lot of people the forest and often people from cities that have no exposure for, to nature so can you tell me something about that yeah so when we started the travel company we we were very sure and uh, we said a few things right initially we were not going to cater to experts and rather because we are not experts ourselves sure. uh-huh. but when i'm coming with you as a bird guide it uh-huh. is predominantly to 
probably show you the route and tell sure. you where a particular species can be found that's all our expertise uh-huh. ends there yeah but my majority of the crowd is people who have probably no clue of wildlife or the local biodiversity uh-huh. or rather have not experienced it in a certain way right so what i wanted to do was take this uh, group of people who are anyways going to visit a tiger reserve or a forest uh-huh. but have no clue on how to experience it in an authentic way uh-huh. so we take them for these uh, trekking routes where it is two components one is either me or another uh, person from my team uh-huh. who i've always made sure they are from the local place and the tour is led by uh, an expert from the native tribal community mm-hmm. so they will lead the tour and we will interpret whatever narrative that they tell mm-hmm. like it's from the telltale signs to the calls uh, to the site you basically interpret a forest and that kind of ignites a curiosity to somebody who's walked a forest a million times but when you start watching the little things the birds the bees the butterflies the hoop marks the pug marks mm-hmm. sometimes uh, these telltale signs the way they interpret them once they uh, we tracked a uh, alarm call of a sambadiar and we walked in search of it for at least 2 3 kilometers where it was just covered with grass you can't even find the hoof mark mm-hmm. we followed uh, how the blade of the grass was bent and probably a uh, uh, sambadiar Uh, one or two of them went that way and we eventually the tribal guide led us to that sambadia mm. and we saw a leopard really <laughs> on foot really uh. that was one of the best sightings i've ever had right. to track them to hear the alarm call uh. to go to a particular waterhole at it was almost 6 545 6 in the evening and it was fleeting 4 5 seconds the leopard saw right. us uh-huh. it went uh-huh. for a dash stood there turned behind saw us and then it went again wow and we managed a couple of photographs but we could feel the call of the sambadiar that was but so but that was close. as a re- result of the knowledge of the of the local it's person purely the no- yeah. knowledge of a local person because yeah. we were walking through bushes and cr- like crawling in some places right. where it was <laughs> like so thick and right. without them i would never tend to do that or never dare to go there sure. because i need to also look at the safety of my guests of so these people yeah. know the in and out of the forest uh-huh. and uh, they always sense i always say how do you what, what like people ask us you know i'm going to sign the indemnity bond my life is not guaranteed what if a <laughs> leopard comes and attacks me or an yeah. elephant chases me thing is that you're putting literally your life into the hands of these people yeah. and the way they avoid uh, such attacks is to always sense an elephant or a tiger or a leopard that's around you uh-huh. before you get too close to them right. and that's where the skill comes in right. because they smell elephants that are nearby they can smell sloth bear from the breaking of a branch to the rustle uh, of the leaves to everything you know it is ingrained in their yeah. uh, conscience and that's why we tell people you maintain absolute silence and there are times where i've taken a group back halfway through the texting yeah. you're too lo- loud and noisy yeah. either it spoils your sighting or puts yeah. your life in danger right so yeah. once we started doing these kind of things yeah. people were like they came back so enlightened in a sense because every time i've asked a general tourist visiting this reserve i asked uh-huh. them what did you see yeah. and the answer is nothing right <laughs> did you see a sambadiar yes did you see a spotted deer yes yeah. did you see gor yes yeah. did you yeah. see so and so birds yes yeah. did you see an elgri langur yes what were you expecting i didn't see a tiger so i didn't see anything yeah. so it was all about since you are a tiger reserve so many yeah. people come here and ask me it's what a tiger reserve right yeah. then why didn't i see a tiger is the department trying to fool you <laughs> it, i mean there's, there's, there's so much so much more 
to see. I mean, we have the same in in Africa where I've spent a lot of time. Is everybody wants to see the big five, a leopard and a lion yes. and an elephant. If they don't see them, they're very disappointed. But it's, there's so much else. So much more to see. Yeah, yeah. So you've and got it, it, it just um, requires that for the, somebody. Uh, I always say a good naturalist is somebody who weaves a narrative, right? Draw uh-huh. from his personal experience. Yeah. Um, share a story and share small, few interesting insights about. Uh, a bug or a, a beetle or a hare or a, from a poop you can tell a story yeah and on yeah. how a forest is so uh, self-sustaining and things like that yeah. and that's what i say our science classes failed big time especially ah. for children yeah uh, from butterflies and things like that now you have this opportunity to educate them when you are in a forest because everyone is attentive yeah. gone are the powerpoint days if you really want to drive a message to somebody i tell them come into the forest i mean let me take you for a trek and that's where you plant a seed right in terms of conservation or anything and i've know so many people who come there experience a trek in a sort of a open way uh-huh. gave themselves to it came back did two three four more and they went back and turned into completely different people yeah. like people who have uh, even government officials right and uh, there is this lady who came here for the first time and asked me hey, i'm signing up for this trek because i don't know how to engage my son on a weekend i sure right. i'm not going to be eaten by a cheetah <laughs> she didn't even know the difference between a leopard right. and a cheetah right <laughs> after those few bird walks with us today yeah. still she stays in touch with me right. they went from birds they went to spiders they went into oh, really? amphibians right. and both mom and son do or are in all sorts of these whatsapp groups where they yeah, discuss yeah. these things wow. and their weekends and now i guess their son also wants to pursue uh, the high studies in terms of wildlife research or whatever right. it was just one trek and it made right. such a big difference in their so, lives so uh, and they in turn went and got their relatives and yeah. so it, it's it's magical actually the transformative power of responsible tourism yeah. is huge and i would say that you know i did not discover it earlier yeah because i was going into the jungles my grandfather we're all uh, hunters from this region right so basically summer holidays for me is going into these forests uh-huh. seeing elephants things like that but yeah. it it never was that kind of uh, impact but uh, the association with wildlife has always been there we've got we've got bats flying around the yes. heads here <laughs> you'll be surprised there is painted bats in this region really? this place where you're sitting oh so. amazing <laughs> yeah i've been very surprised how how big the domestic ecotourism industry is because it really is an industry you drive past some of these tiger reserves and there's just hundreds and hundreds of people every single day doing these tours so the potential to do some good is huge yes and a, a, and the majority at the moment is not really as positive and uh, as uh, it's not what it could be Yeah so I think what you're doing is very important and uh, I hope it grows and and uh, yeah I mean it's like you say it can be very life changing for people yes yeah yeah that's fantastic Pravin it's been a really fantastic chat I'm looking forward to exploring this region tomorrow in Valparai and maybe up to Anamalai the next day so I'm really excited about Thank that you. so yes it's been a pleasure thank you very much Thank for coming you. on Thanks Natural Adventures we finish our episodes with a, a natural sound A natural sound yeah we put a natural I, I, sound the, yeah the most exciting sound for me inside the jungle is a, i i know you love birds but yeah. for me it is the rumble of an elephant oh really you don't have any recordings of that yourself i do no? i do you do could you share do. one of those with I, me i'll definitely share it okay so we'll we'll finish off with a with a, a rumble of the the elephant yeah yes, fantastic thanks for coming out Thank thanks, thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time on naturally adventures